When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You're over the big three carriers. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Now you can get unlimited with 5G included for just $30 a month on the nation's fastest, most reliable network. So break free from the big three and save with Xfinity Mobile. Take the savings challenge at XfinityMobile.com slash MySavings to see how much you can save when you get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together. Reduced speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Most reliable based on Root Metrics U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. All right, and we're back. Just a little quick break there. As the Saints are still on the clock, what are we looking at here? I'll start. We're waiting on the Saints here with a little under three to go, but uh, Patrick Queen is on the board, an LSU guy. Would not be a long trip for him to move to the Saints, who already are projected with a needed inside linebacker. What do you think, Michael? Yeah, I agree. I think it all just aligns really nicely for them. They have the need at the position. Uh, you know, guy right there in Louisiana who they obviously got a chance to see a lot. Uh, I'd imagine those coaching staff uh, have some level of interaction. Uh, and so they probably got good information there uh, in terms of background and such. And then obviously, you know, what he does on the field speaks for itself. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Very athletic guy, sideline to sideline, gives you, um, you know, a little in coverage as well. Um, just makes a lot of sense. We haven't seen anything here about a potential trade of this pick, right? No. 
seems to be a logical trade partner. If they need an inside linebacker and the Ravens covet one, which we don't know, then it would seem unlikely that the that the Saints would be willing to trade down. They probably they might be willing to trade down a few spots, but they hope to still get Queen. And there's still uh, Ruiz in there too. So there's a couple guys in there that that could could be. Uh, you, that would, I mean, Ruiz is a, is a guy I think will probably come in the, in the beginning of the second round, but he, he certainly is projected no. by some in the first round. And I've seen some projections with him to Baltimore. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll let's hope you're not getting away. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a guy we picked on our pod. We did a mock draft, and uh, he's the guy that we picked. Uh, with with the uh, with our with our first round, I think in the in the seven round mock we did, we actually traded back and we took him somewhere in the early thirties, early mid thirties. But uh, either way, he was he was the first guy we had we had going for the Ravens. So. It just seemed like a natural kind of thing. I mean, you're looking at Yonder retiring. Uh, yes, Ruiz played center uh, this past season at Michigan, but he's played guard earlier in his career there, and I, I don't I don't think it's a, a a strained projection to to see him being able to play some guard too. Okay, so my guys in order, I think, of the remaining guys on the board, I have to make sure that, that I'm not missing somebody for uh, who's here. But I have McKinney number one, Delpit number two. Epinesa number three, Mims number four of the remaining guys. How do you rank them for your remaining guys for the Ravens need at number 28? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. So you you have McKinney, Delpit. I, I might not have the order that you list them. McKinney, Delpit. Epinesa, and uh, Mims are my, are my top four. I'd probably go McKinney, Epinesa, Delpit, Mims. Okay, so we got the same four guys. That's that's remarkable. Um, oh no, I thought you just wanted me to rank your four. I'm sorry, okay, <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Okay. I didn't know I was supposed to pick new guys. Then it's perfect that he ended up with the same four guys. Yes, <laughs> would have been strange it, it if not. Out, it worked out so well. No, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, all right, hold on. I know we don't have much time, so I'll do this quick. I like McKinney. I like Epineza. I'd keep those two in for me. Uh, I throw Reed in there. And uh, uh, T. Higgins. I throw T. Okay, Higgins. who was your third guy? I heard T. Higgins because he'd be my fifth guy, I think. But who was your third guy? Let's see. I said McKinney, Epinesa, Ruiz. Ruiz, Ruiz. Okay, I thought you said Reed. Okay, we got a question. William Dietrich says, uh, "Film study. Do you think the Adirondacks take uh, McKinney if he's available twenty eight as a value pick? If he's gone, I could see a trade back with multiple high ranked targets still on the board. Agree completely." As do I. <laughs> Would love to get McKinney at 28. Please don't take him Vikings. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do we uh, – we should the, see the, Queen taking here, right? Or, or the Saints pick. The Saints pick, they have not announced it yet. They went to a little PSA about uh, – because Sean Payton had uh, the coronavirus. Okay. So they had him on there talking about it and how he was given plasma or something. This help. is some defensive lineman. This doesn't look like Queen putting on a Saints hat there. No, I'm wondering if I jinxed it. Or an offensive lineman. Cesar Ruiz. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan's oh. There we go. Oh. 
I talked about him too much. You know, I, obviously a talented player, and I would have loved to have him in the second round, but since I think it's a reach for the Vikings, I'm I'm happy to let them have him at 25. That's what I always say when, when a player takes him up ahead of where you think you, you got to go. It's good luck to him, particularly if it's an NFC team and not an AFC North team. Yeah, that 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 makes it go over a little easier for me because I, I really like him. I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. Uh, so, you know, if he's, if he's got to go uh, be, before the Ravens pick, at least he's going to an NFC team. Okay, I hate to say it, but I think this increases the chance. Maybe Miami takes an inside linebacker, but Queen could definitely be available at number 28. I, th- I think you just jinxed it. I think the Dolphins are going to take him just because you made that statement. I, I would love that. If you've heard something, I would love that even more, but I don't want to give away a spoiler here. we get got the Vikings on the clock here still, according to this. Oh, I don't know anything. I don't think there's. I don't think. Don't think the Vikings have said anything yet. And I think that just just quickly again on Ruiz, I, I think the Saints uh, obviously see him as a guard too because they took Eric McCoy last year and he started for them at center last year. So they took a rookie uh, center last year, and so I, I got to think they they see Ruiz as a guard as well. So how about a defensive lineman to the Vikings? Now, they did pick up Pierce this offseason, but they have a fairly questionable defensive interior still remaining. So are they a guy who picks up one of these five round two guys I like? Uh, Maybe Blacklock, maybe Elliott, maybe Matabuke? Could be. I still, I still think corner is is a spot that they could go in. Just because the more I thought about it, that they, you know, they they lost their top two corners. Their top, the top, the the starting the two guys who were starting from them last year are both gone. Uh, it just kind of makes sense if if there's you know somebody in. I think Fulton is still there. I think we talked about him, mm-hmm. um, and and Christian Fulton and, and maybe Gladney as well. So uh, we'll see. And to make you feel a little bit better about the Ruiz selection, this is why I'm not real fond of professional centers in general. I think it's a it's a hard position to stretch for into the first round. And, you know, I think you, you get your guys second, third, fourth round at center. But Garrett Bradbury was taken early, and it might have been around number 20 last year for the Vikings. He really had a terrible first year in the NFL, just an awful first year. I was on a Vikings show, and that's one of the things we really agreed on was just how bad he had been in his first year. Um, and, and a reach as a center. Oh, we've got a trade. Oh, Minnesota traded the pick at 25 to the 49ers. Oh, all right. So, so what do the 49ers need? How does that change? Are they trying to jump ahead of the Ravens? Well, they have another pick at 31. So I assume they traded that one to get number 25. Right. Which would be. Which would be jump the Ravens. Uh, you know, Miami and Baltimore could be safety. Uh, it could be either of those. Yeah, because they took Kidlaw, right, earlier. Right. They've got defensive linemen. Um, I think they're pretty set at linebacker. Fred Warner had a great year for them last year. And, and, and Dre Greenlaw is there, too. Um they just signed Jimmy Ward, I think. I think they signed Jimmy Ward, their safety, to an extension. So, How about a corner? 
That would be Diggs. Yeah. Diggs is still there. Yeah. Yeah, because you you know, Richard Sherman's not not getting any younger. Uh I still think they're not a hundred percent sure about the other side. Akella Weatherspoon played over there some, but I don't Emmanuel Mosley, you know, they kinda rotated guys. I don't know that they're a hundred percent sure over there. So they play that cover three scheme. Robert Salah came over from uh, Seattle, um, you know, some years ago. So they, they definitely play that Seattle style cover three. So uh, Diggs, Diggs could be a fit um, in, in that style. And and Christian Fulton is still on the board as well if they wanted to, to, to take him as well. All right. Okay. So, um, all right. So to bring it back to Ravens. Uh, P. Watson on uh, YouTube is saying, do you guys think that McKinney is too similar to what we already have in those box safety dime backer type guys like Clark and Elliott? I, I don't believe so at all. And I know that it, a lot of scouts talk about his versatility to play at every level. He could play slot. He could play uh, dime. He could play strong safety. If he was only that, I wouldn't want him. I want the Ravens to have a back end safety. And I think McKinney is the best one in this class. There's a few other players who, who, Maybe are there, but they all have competition, size, or athleticism questions. McKinney doesn't have any of those. Yeah, I think he reminded me a little bit like Minka when Minka was there at Alabama. Minka kind of got moved around like that, and they used him in a bunch of different positions. And even when he came to the league, Miami kind of tried to do that with him too. When Pittsburgh got him, they just put him in free safety primarily. I mean, he moved around a little bit, but he primarily played free safety for them. And he was so much more effective in that one role than he was as the guy who moved around to a bunch of different spots. So I think McKinney has a little bit of that uh, effect, too, where he can play in several different spots. But if you put him in one, particularly back there at free safety, he might really excel. Okay, so the 49ers pick is in. It's Brandon Ayuk, Arizona State receiver. Now, we talked about the Uh, the 49ers getting a wide receiver earlier. It's not a real shock. And Brandon Ayuk being this high up just kind of forgot him because – I'm so concerned about the Ravens' biggest needs. And Ayuk was a guy I would have loved for the Ravens to get at 55 or 60. It wasn't going to happen. But, uh, you know, he's a guy He's a guy certainly who uh, returns kicks as well as being a receiver. And uh, speed guy, deep threat, does lots of things well. But uh, certainly uh, this seems kind of high for him to me, even though I have seen him mocked that way uh, on other boards. Yeah, I, I – I definitely thought he was going to go somewhere in the first round. I didn't know where. Um, you mentioned it. Uh, another, you know, fast, explosive guy. Very good in terms of after the catch. Uh, you know, almost turns into a punt returner, essentially, when he's in the open field after the catch because he was also a very good returner, as you mentioned. And plays bigger. It's one thing that kind of kind of stood out to me. Plays bigger than his size. I think he's under six foot. But he's got – I don't know how long his arms are, but just watched him on tape. They're like freakishly long for a guy his height. They're very thin. They're needles, but they're but they're very long. They they just posted that he had the he had the longest wingspan of any player in the history of the combine with a who is six feet or shorter. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't I didn't know that. I, I didn't know the, the numbers, but just when you watch him, uh, you're like, man, this guy has such a catch radius for a guy who's not tall. <laughs> so that really kind of stood out to me. Um, so, you know, uh, that obviously that's a quarterback-friendly kind of thing to have. Uh, the, you know, the bigger catch radius you have, uh, the, the more quarterback-friendly that can make you. So, um, you know, exciting exciting guy. And, you know, Miami is, is, is really uh, – oh, I'm sorry. We're not talking about Miami. No. Um, Almost. Almost. I'm, I'm jumping the gun there. San Francisco. Um, man, you think about him 
in that Kyle Shanahan offense, and it's it's, uh, it's a little scary. Okay, so we got we got three picks to the Ravens. My, Miami is going, and then and then there's I, I don't remember who has twenty seven here. Give me a second. I will get back to that. Seattle. 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 And then and then the Ravens. And there are three players on, that I would be happy with at twenty eight who are still there: and McKinney, Delpit, and Epinesa. Anybody else you would toss in there? Obviously, I think you you like um, Queen still to be that guy, right? I throw him in the mix. I throw him in the mix of those guys that you mentioned. Queen over McKinney, yes or no? Ooh, man, when we I think we even had that 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 discussion uh, <laughs> uh, in, in another context. <laughs> uh, I got, I'm trying to think back to, to what I actually said. I think I actually took McKinney uh, back when we had the discussion, but um, I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I'll stick with that. I think I think I did that back then, and I'll I'll, I'll stick with that. What about this guy out of uh, out of Penn State, Gross Matos? Gross Matos? Yeah, Ag- Gross, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot to like and a lot to not like about that guy, and it's just not a tremendously consistent performer is one of the things that comes up. But he's got a lot of moves. There's some polish there, right. but uh, he's going to have to really prove every play what's going on there. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I, I just see him as a second round guy. To okay. be honest. First round guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it would be a, a, a trait based pick. You're, you're, you're looking at upside. You're looking at be able to coach him uh, into a more consistent level of play. But Ken said it, the, the flashes are there for sure. So if you think you can turn those flashes into something more consistent, then, you know, maybe he's worth rolling the dice. But if you're like, well, I think I can do that, but I don't think I want to do that with a first-round pick, uh, then, then maybe a hold on. You know, if, if, you, if you want McKinney over Queen, then I think you're hoping that Miami drafts Queen instead of McKinney right at this spot. Because that's the, that's oh, yeah. the most likely to get you McKinney um, if he's still there. So this is this is an interesting point. I am going to go through the freaking roof if they get through there. Queen is gone. McKinney's available, and they trade the pick. This is going to, this is going to be Derwin James all over. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I think that's oh, why okay, I maybe. stopped watching the draft is because of one of these late picks for the Ravens, and then they trade it after you stay up all night to wait and see. You got, and then they got Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, sure. That paid off. Maybe maybe Miami goes back to the Alabama safety well here, and, and, and they take McKinney. We'll see. Uh, they've done it uh, recently with uh, with Minka. Maybe maybe they go back. We'll see. It just makes sense in that that Brian Flores defense. Again, safeties are big. You think about the safeties that uh, the Patriots had, the McCourty brothers back there. Um, you know some of the other guys that they've had. They they really value smart safeties. They're not. You know, so hung up on you know freak athletes back there, but you you got to be smart. You got to be able to handle a lot of information and be able to process and make checks and adjustments. I mean, <laughs> I heard a story from a guy who played up there. It was it was Chris Long, uh, who went on to also play for the Eagles, uh, the Patriots, and he has his own podcast now. And he was telling a story about when he was with the Patriots and just how many adjustments and checks they make on their defense in the game. And he said the ball was snapped. And a linebacker or a safety was still yelling a check at him as the, the play had happened. He's like, no, check, check, check. <laughs> so he's like, they make that many adjustments 
uh, you got to be really smart uh, to, to play well in that defense. One of the things that plays in on this pick for Miami, and they may really be trying to trade the pick again because we're down under a minute and 20 here, but Miami picks again at number 39. If you're Miami, I would have to think you have several needs. You, you may get a player you really want. The guy I'm thinking about is an offensive tackle, Josh Jones. You might be able to get him at number 39 if you hold out. I know he's slipped a little bit on various draft boards. He might still be around at that point. Um, but uh, if they if they decide they don't need to take him here, they could certainly trade that pick or they could use it on, on um, McKinney. Okay, Mel Kuyper's best available has Xavier McKinney at number one, Jordan Love at number two, Patrick Queen at number three. The Packers are on the clock, so the pick has been made. I don't think it's been announced yet. You, uh-huh. you have it? Do not have it. I know they're okay. not going to draft Love, so we can knock that knock that off the list you just read. Okay. Because they yeah. took Tua yeah. earlier today. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Not going to take him. Um, maybe DeAndre Swift. Maybe a running back. We talked about some of these other players. That's a, a guy we haven't talked about. Um, you know, they, they traded Kenyon Drake in the middle of the season, I think, or at some point during the season last year. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait a minute. Obviously, any running back taken is a benefit to the Ravens in terms of getting a, a guy they want at 28. So I think I'm a little oh, bit I, behind. I think we have a you, trade coming in. They traded it. Yeah, I was going to say, I just saw that. I didn't know if I was behind you guys or not. Yeah, it looks like the Packers are trading for the Dolphins slot. Oh, there it is. Okay. I thought the Packers – yeah, you're right. I, that's been up there for close to a minute now. All right, good. Then I didn't blow anything. Um, how's that affect the Ravens? Again, another team coming in, jumping ahead of them. Yeah, I, I don't think that can be a good thing for the Ravens, but we'll see who the Packers really pa- the Packers, The Packers could go for love. Aaron Rodgers is getting pretty old. Uh, then that's a that re- they certainly that's how they replaced Farr was when he still had time left. They they took Rodgers right in the twenties. They can do it. They, they they've got an offensive head coach, offensive minded head coach. So they could certainly do it. Wouldn't surprise me if it was either Queen or McKinney either, because you think about Mike Pettin being their defensive coordinator. Obviously, he spent a lot of time here in Baltimore uh, around a really good inside linebacker and a really good free safety. So uh, he, he probably values those positions. Yeah, you know, the more I think about this, the more I think linebacker here is a pretty damn good choice, uh, pretty damn likely choice. So we'll see. They're they're they're, they're big in Pettin's defense. Um, you know, line, linebackers. Uh, I mean, he starts with the outside guys. He got those guys last year with with Zadarius and uh, with Preston Smith. I guess he got the two Smiths there. Uh, and so now Jordan Love. About, oh, look at that! Holy there you, go. you called it, Josh. Josh called it. I'm doing, okay, so insider. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of research here about, because I'm trying to guess so that I can type the name into the uh, computer and pull the yeah, highlights up before. So I'm trying to like look at other people's mocks and what people are saying. So, all right, well, that works, that works well out. That works very good for the Ravens. Getting a little yeah, scary there for a moment. They lost the ability to trade that selection at 28, I think, with the, with the selection of love. So that's the downside. On the plus side, there's certainly players available who are very worthy of the 28th selection in this draft. We'll see who Seattle takes. Uh, you know, they may, they may go inside linebacker, I suppose. Um, not they sure. What do you think? 
they they may have lost it. You mentioned you mentioned you know the, the other quarterback out there, Ethan. Uh, maybe there's somebody who still likes Ethan enough to want to come up and get him. Uh, again, you 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 also talked about the the fifth year option for a quarterback. Maybe there's somebody uh, who who likes that kid enough to come up and get him. Seems unlikely, but but maybe. Um, but Seattle, yeah, that's it's interesting. I'm thinking about their team now. Uh, obviously, they they seem to be pretty pretty well set at wide receiver um, with Lockett, and then obviously they took uh, what's it, I'm blanking on his name last year, big dude, big strong. Oh, Metcalf. <laughs> DK Metcalf, yeah. Um, I, every year, I think they're going to get some offensive line help for Russell Wilson. They never do it. I mean, they just let him be magical back there. Um, Josh Jones would be available if they want to tackle. He would seem to make some sense. Um, you know, I guess it's – I'm trying to think of who would there be their edge defender. I've seen Yuder Grossmatos uh, mocked to Seattle. That would be a possibility, I suppose. Uh, I guess so would Epinesa. Here we go. Do you have a pick? They are, I don't. No, they're still on the clock. I was just going to say I am prepping my work right now for for uh, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon, uh, yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, with him. Give, I mean, give him a cornerback. He is a Seattle style corner for sure. Big, physical, likes to get his hands. Probably likes to get his hands on guys a little too much. Uh, I think he's he's yeah. he's going to have to clean that up in the NFL. <laughs> but uh, you know, he, he's probably not the guy that you want chasing people all over the field but if you say hey get out there and play the outside third and just you know throw guys into the sideline uh he he could fit that i'll say this if there's somebody who wants to get this pick from me if i'm seattle i trade it in a heartbeat here they have a lot of needs an early second round pick could be attractive if indianapolis wanted to move up and take this off my hands for number 34 and number 75 i would trade those um, sorry, I would accept those in a heartbeat in exchange for the 27th pick. So I think Seattle has a lot of needs um, that they they need to get younger across a lot of this roster, younger and better. <laughs> so yeah. uh, good. There's a there's a. I, I just think there's a lot of guys in the early part of the second round up to about 45. Similar situation with the Ravens who have you know a broad set of needs that they could benefit from. So I think. I'd trade the pick in a heartbeat if I were Seattle, but there may be no one who really wants it. Yeah, it could be a tough spot to, to try to move out of um, in terms of the players that are there right now. Um, and I'm just thinking about their roster again. You're right. They do need to get uh, younger in some spots. Maybe maybe inside linebacker. I mean, Bobby Wagner is still there. Um, K.J. Wright is still there, but guy's been there a long time. They can't be yeah. there forever. Um, so maybe inside linebacker could still be in play. Uh, I can see Gross Matos. You, I think one of you, one of you two mentioned it in terms of a pass rusher. I can, I can see that for them. Uh, maybe even Zach Bond. Um, you know, I know some people think he's more of a second rounder, but I think he might squeeze his way. He seems like a patriot to me. Uh, he's they're not, they're not picking in the first round anymore, but. He, he, but they, he, they might get him at 37. And and Bruce Irvin, wasn't he that kind of a linebacker when he came out, a very fast guy? Very fast. Extremely fast. Little little undersized, too, kind of like Bond, uh, but mm-hmm. could really run, uh, you know, really could, could come off the edge in terms of, of, of pass rush. Um, 
I don't think he played and covered quite as much as Vaughn did, but but that's fine. I mean, it's a, it's a different game now, even from when from when Irvin came out, which wasn't that long ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think there's some some similarities there. Very interesting to see how the Packers think. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 36 years old. When Brett Favre was 35 is when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And it was still several years. And, yes. then, and then before Favre went to the Vikings and then the Jets. I mean, it was the Vikings they played with. They played the Favre Vikings in 2009. And I, I believe they played the Jets. It might have been 2011. And Favre was still bouncing around the league trying to come back. He played a, he pulled a Gronk, right, where he sat out a whole year and then he came back and, and said he only wanted to go to one team. Yeah, I can't remember. Was, I don't was that remember. between the, the the Jets and the Saints? Was it in, in between there somewhere? It was it was before the Vikings. So I'll have to look up his. his I mean the Vikings. Stuff. I'm sorry, Jets, 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 and the Vikings. I don't know why people don't see So let's see. But yeah, it makes it makes sense for them. Um, you know, bring him in. He doesn't have to play right now, clearly. Um, and, and some of the things that people were concerned about, and I'm talking about Jordan Love, some of the things that people were concerned about with him this year with turnovers and some of the decision-making, um, you know, you can work on that in practice and, you know, in the in the meeting room while, uh, while Rodgers is still playing. And, you know, maybe by year two, um, you, you're looking, not comparing him to Patrick Holmes, but you're looking at a guy who can come in and start and take over for the guy who was there before, sort of like uh, Mahomes did with uh, – with, with Smith, with Alex Smith. Okay, Seattle has made the selection, so they didn't trade it. So it's not somebody, and I, it, honestly, the Ravens probably would have been better served if that pick was traded and somebody took the last inside line or, you know, queen off the board, basically. But the fact that they took it, we'll see. Maybe this is an edge player. And we'll get this pick in a moment, and the yep. last obstacle before the Ravens draft will be gone. And Ravens Twitter right now seems to be very settled on Queen as who they want. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, they they haven't been open to the notion of a safety at any point during this process. I didn't expect it to start right now, but uh, this is a great opportunity to get a ball hawk on the back end if Seattle doesn't take him. Right, and. Uh, Dan Rees is pointing out that Aaron Rodgers is still under contract till 2023. So he's wondering why the Packers would draft a QB in the first round, and clearly it's to do the same thing they did with Rodgers and Favre. Right. Rodgers actually drafted in 05, but Favre played three full seasons where he basically got all the attempts. In fact, he led the NFL in attempts in 2005 and six, and then he still had 535 in 2007. All right, yeah. and that, and that that's under contract till twenty twenty three. A lot of times, guys don't make it to the end of those contracts. Sure. Well, earlier guys that are thirty six. Earlier today, Aaron Rodgers said it would be exciting to draft a skilled p- player, but whoever it is, he will call him and congratulate him immediately. So I'm not sure if Aaron Rodgers is super excited about making that phone call tonight. Take the high road, right? It's it's the it's the Joe Flacco Lamar Lamar Jackson situation. Right. <laughs> This is we have seriously got a significant amount of PSAs going on tonight that are that are definitely slowing down this broadcast. Well, that's that balance we talked about earlier. We're trying to make yeah. it still smart for the for the time we're living in. Right, yeah, you got to be sensitive. you got to be sensitive to that. You definitely got to be sensitive to that. 
need to be. I agree the NFL doesn't want the reputation of a league that ran roughshod over this epidemic, but here well, we go. That's why they even had the, the doctor who's been ahead of this, uh, Fauci, or, Fauci. Fauci. Yeah, uh, yeah. they had him like talking before the draft. All right. You got a name to announce? Jordan Brooks. It's a way, way higher than expected. Linebacker. A guy going to get in the third round for the Ravens. Yeah, linebacker Texas Tech. Yeah. Seattle, okay. you, you mentioned the Raiders. You mentioned the Raiders and about how they kind of go off script. Seattle has a tendency to go off script, too. All okay, right. we. We, we want to take off our Jordan Brooks discussion. I think it's a, it's a huge reach, frankly, at this position. It's now the Ravens' turn. Lots of juicy targets on the board. No need to trade this pick, right? I, I don't think so. I, I think you, you got to like the guys that are available right now. We talked about McKinney. We talked about Queen. Um, that those are just two. Epinesa is there. Uh, I, I think you got to like you know, the group of players that you have to pick from there. But are there too many that the Ravens are tempted to just trade back and hope yeah. another guy hangs out? So the, the question is, is there anybody Indianapolis likes enough to trade 34 and 75 to the Ravens in exchange for the 28th pick? Because that's the pick that makes sense. It's not moving back too far. Somebody still be available and they get an extra third round pick out of the deal. They just don't get McKinney maybe. Uh, at this exact spot, or they don't get Queen exactly at this spot if that's who they want. Yeah, maybe if somebody loves Jacob Eason or if they love Patrick Queen and the Ravens are willing to, to fall back and let somebody else take him and, and you know, accumulate some more picks. I, 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 I'm, I'm still mind blown by the Jordan Picks brick. At <laughs> I just, I thought he was a sure thing, a, a, you know, a, a huge two down run stuff or one of the best in the entire draft. It would make all kinds of sense for the Ravens, you know, with maybe the 92nd pick in this draft. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys. This, this is probably probably getting a little too football nerdy, but he plays in that 3-3-5 defense. And 3-3-5 linebackers from college haven't, haven't, haven't panned out really well, uh, the guys that I've watched in the NFL. So I'm always a little bit leery uh, of guys coming out of that scheme. But, uh, but, hey, you know, he's an athletic guy. Michael, let's be clear about what you mean with 3-3-5. You mean like what I call jumbo nickel, where they play five men along the line of scrimmage, one inside linebacker, and a, and a five-umbrella safety behind that, but not a dime linebacker? Uh, well, it varies. So, yeah, you're right. I, I, I probably would totally derail us with this because in college there's a lot more variety in it than the NFL. It's, it's, it's pretty much – when you talk about it in the NFL, it's pretty similar. In the college, it can be that. It can be what you just described. It can be literally three down linemen, then three stack off the ball linebackers, and then five mm-hmm. DBs. Um, you know, it can be that. It can take a lot of different forms at college. Okay, so that's the the stack is what I think of as being kind of a high school three three five defense where you play oftentimes with three linebackers, then also three safeties sometimes behind them. Yep, they did so that too. So that that that's the ver- that's the form that he played in at Texas Tech. It was more of that high school version that you're talking about. Okay. Now, was it, I got to admit, you know, the 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 minimal amount I watched about two games of Jordan Brooks tape. He did not really stand out 
in one of the games that I looked at. In fact, just it, it, you know, you try and do the best you can to watch one complete game. And because I liked him, I wanted to watch another. Uh, but he really did not stand out in the game that I looked at. And I can't remember who the opponent was um, in the thing. It was one of their better opponents, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, for me, this is like I said, this is this is not to put him down, but if I'm if I'm looking at taking an inside backer out of Seattle, and I've got Jordan Brooks and Patrick Queen stacked next, <laughs> it's hard for me to, to understand how they they had Jordan Brooks evaluated higher than Patrick Queen, but apparently they did. Uh, well, I'm seeing some people did have Jordan Brooks and Logan Wilson both ranked ahead of Patrick Queen. Really? So. Hmm. That's a surprise. <laughs> that is a surprise. I mean, you, I, you I, I can't. Lot. We, Lots of variation this time of year. Yeah, I was just gonna say I, I I get some of the concerns with Queen, the size. Like you, you know, you talked about earlier. I think he was under you know two hundred thirty pounds. Um, so you, you you think about the size there a little bit, and then the one year of production. Um, you know, he pretty much only had this this last season where he he, he really kind of burst onto the scene at LSU. So I get some of that. Uh, but he's young. I think he's another 20-year-old guy, if I'm not mistaken. He's really young. I just see him as an ascending guy who showed a lot of the kind of traits that if I'm a, a defensive coordinator or inside line, a linebacker coach, you know, that's, that's the kind of guy that I want to work with because I see some – he's good now, but I see him ascending, um, you know, somebody who I really could work with. But, hey, you know, it only takes one. They talk about that all the time in the draft. It only takes one team. All right, so the pick is in. Okay, Josh, before the pick comes in, let's just make sure our meeting isn't being dropped for any reason. I see a leave meeting in the bottom of the screen. I just want to make sure no, that's not just don't press on that. that would, if you <laughs> press that, then you leave the meeting. <laughs> this would be the wrong time. All right. Okay, so the Ravens made the pick. They didn't trade it. Did not so trade it. No no uh, 34 and 75 from the Colts, which had been one of the ones that had been talked about. No other weird combinations. A lot of good players on the board right now. I guess, you know, if you are going to trade up, you might want to trade up till a little bit later because there are so many good players on the board now. Yeah, right. this was this was actually the outcome that I, I didn't expect. I really thought that they would move out of this pick, but clearly there's somebody there that that they like enough to, to want to take them here. Okay, my guy's still McKinney. Who are you going with here? Uh, I'm going to say Queen. Okay, now you're just going to say Queen, meaning you think they'll take him. <laughs> Back and I'm forth. I'm going to say Queen. I think they're going to take Epinel, but I'll say Queen. Grant Delpit, LSU safety, looking at his phone. But we've had a lot of that going on. But right, that doesn't right. say means the next pick. A lot of phone looking. Uh, Whose who's house <laughs> is this? Patrick Queen. Uh-oh. All right. Do we have an announcement yet? Oh, I see a young lady tapping her knee. Looks an awful lot like it's going to be Patrick Queen. All right. So he would be a CJ Mosley replacement. You want to think of it that way? Okay. I don't know. I mean, for me, that's how I would think about it, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's uh, Mosley's been gone now. He's, he's, he's right. that kind of every down player. Uh, so, you know, that's what they would like about him is the sideline to sideline speed, the ability to cover. He's a little smallish uh, in terms of playing the run effectively, but he certainly can make up for some of that with sideline to sideline speed. And let's make sure he's the pick before we go yapping about this. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he may he may not be. Well, I just posted that he's the pick. I'm assuming he's the pick. <laughs> hey, there you go, so. insider. Multiple multiple teams. We should just call you NFL insider. No, I'm don't just even limit no, you I'm to just, a team. It's very simple. I'm I've got multiple mocks here and Twitter to try to find out who I need to type in and what highlight I need to pull up. So if you have to if you have to change that, and I hope you do, but probably not. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. I'm seeing reliable comments on Twitter, so I'm sticking like, with like Queen. Goodell talking now, and that it's Patrick Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that, but I am seeing uh, Jeff Zebrick. Okay, I do not understand why. Uh, oh, now they're doing another delay with the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Okay, so um, so they have three picks left in the first round. Actually, make it four. The uh, the, the Ravens. Official Twitter has welcomed Patrick McQueen. Or Patrick there Queen. There you go. There you go. So, yep. And it's it's been announced on, on NFL Network too. Right? All right, I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna say they're they're now jumping ahead of the networks themselves. All right. Well they the Ravens certainly had other options. They felt this need was the, the big one. All right. Uh, and- all on the Patrick Queen bandwagon now but uh and Ken, but I, dylan yeah. wants to know if you're about to if you're going to lose your mind now that they drafted Queen. <laughs> lose my mind would have been trading the pick when i thought they would have taken mckinney but um oh, you know man. inside linebacker is a weakness i just think they paid a premium here for queen that other teams that needed a three down player to call signals and that didn't know how to platoon weren't able to platoon properly that's the teams that pay those. The guy that you know, Seattle for going after Jordan Brooks, um, you know, and and uh, uh, the earlier draft of Murray. Uh, they're they're a way you get away from. You, you get the one guy in the heart of your defense who can call the plays, and doesn't have to come off the field. But the Ravens are perfectly comfortable platooning. It just it bothers me that they would make this move. I'm underwhelmed by it. I do like that. Queen has a cutout of his coach in in the back of his room uh, with him. Since since in today's world, he the coach cannot be there with him. He's he's got a cutout of himself in the back of the room too. Oh, I'd miss the cutout of himself. Okay, <laughs> double the double cutouts. And when you when you look at him though, and you know you probably seen some of the highlights. I imagine they're showing those. Uh, and you look at the way he moves, and you look at his size. He's not that far off the guys that you're talking about, Kate. He, in terms of size, he basically is the same size as a guy like Anthony Levine, like Chuck Clark. I mean, he might be a little heavier. He's probably 10 or 15 pounds heavier, but he's not that far off that size. He's probably faster than both of those guys. Um, now, he's not, you know, he's not going to cover a guy down the field like a safety would because he's not a safety. But if you're using him in the middle of that defense, in the middle of the field, and you're thinking about, you know, the, the teams that you really are going to be matching up with at like the championship level, not even just in your division. You're, you're, you're looking at the Chiefs, um, you know, that, that kind of competition. And you're thinking about the guys. Yeah, you've got the corners to match up with the Tyreek Hills and the Sammy Watkins, but you got to match up with Kelsey. You got to match up with the running backs out of the backfield. And so, you know, you think about, you know, a guy like that, like Queen, who, who gives you some ability to do that. You know, he's a, he's a three-down player, a three-down inside linebacker. Of course, that's a good thing. Any team would want to have a good linebacker, 
it's all a question of value here at this spot. And I just, they had other needs and they didn't go out and get those filled. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm underwhelmed by the pick. That's where I am right now. I hope he has a great career. I hope he makes the Hall of Fame. Patrick Queen, welcome to Baltimore. Uh, wouldn't have been my pick. Ken's about to shut this whole thing down after the Ravens make the wrong pick. <laughs> now you told you told, you told him where the leave meeting is. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no wonder you asked him about that leave meeting button. Um, <laughs> he knew what was coming. <laughs> Dylan wants to know what does that mean for McKinney now? Where does do you think he ends up? You know, it's a good question. I don't really have the answer off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, you got lucky. You got you got the Titans. You got the Dolphins. The Vikings again. Uh, I mean, Dolphins could still be a landing spot. I, I think Tennessee, they're pretty set with Kevin Byard and um, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Vaccaro. I think they're pretty set there. Um, so you could maybe see it back at Miami. Um, I don't know who Minnesota safeties are off the top of my head. So it could still happen in the first round for him. All right. Well, the Titans. It's interesting to see how they do the press conference. I guess, you know, obviously it has to be like one guy talking at a time, right? Or, or I guess they could do a Zoom yeah. press conference. Yeah. <laughs> big for the fan base. Oh, yeah. Vikings, yeah. They still got Harrison Smith. Obviously, he's very good at safety. Uh, I don't know who they're. The, the Dolphins would have been a possible landing spot at number 30. Um, He's, I, I think that's a possibility. I, you know, he's he's a a young core of the defense back end guy like this. You want to build back to front as the Dolphins have in the past. I think that would make a lot of sense for them. So pretty good chance he goes at number thirty if he's if he uh, doesn't in fact go at number twenty nine, which I, I assume he will not for the Titans. But that's a lot of other needs that the Ravens passed up on. They didn't take an edge rusher. They did not take an interior offensive lineman, though we knew that that was a, probably a, restic- a, a lower possibility. Uh, they did not take a defensive lineman, so they allowed themselves to age a little more there. Uh, anyway, well, I think just- we, we, they, they didn't take those guys at this point. I mean, we still got seven, you know, five, four, we got five more rounds of the draft to go. I mean, they could, they could, they, they could address, they could still address these these positions. Let me let me explain how I think of this. It's a little different. That's thirty seven percent of their draft capital. They just blew on this pick. All right. So, it, it, yeah, they have more picks. They have more ability to get players. Whoever they get is going to be somebody lesser down the line. So, you know, with with Derwin James, it was even worse than that as terms of a percentage of their whole draft's value, but. Um, this this is a this is a substantial even with the additional picks a substantial portion of their total draft capital. Isaiah Wilson goes to Tennessee at number twenty nine. That makes sense for them. Another they, offensive they, tackle. Yeah, they they want to run the ball and impose their will on people, and he is a big, physical, massive, massive kind of man. Reminds me, um, in some respects, of Orlando Brown Jr. He he. You know, not not the most athletic mover in the world, but he's just so darn big. Uh, he's just hard to get around, and when he gets his hands on you, he's got to move you. Okay. And he was a guy who who later in the process, a lot of people started projecting to go in the first round. Two three months ago, 
I don't think anybody was talking about him going in the first round. And then I would say in the last month, month and a half, there started to be some buzz in the media. Well, I'm talking about the media. Obviously, you know, the league probably knew what they knew. But in the media, there was really no talk about him going in the first round until maybe the last month or so. I mean, there are a lot of things to like. 35 and a half inch arms, the hand size, that's good. He's 6'6", 359, which is an absurd size. <laughs> massive, massive. Tremendous lateral agility issues, 826 on the three count. Eight. Yeah, he's not a mover. <laughs> he's okay. not a mover, that's for sure. Ken, my brother. Okay. He kind of reminds, reminds me of Brown Jr. He's not a guy who's going to test well or, or look you know, like a like a high-level athlete in a testing situation. But you get him on the field and he gets his hands on people, they move. Ken, my brother uh, Matt from Section 336 jumped in to say – Another example that social distancing sucks because Ken needs a hug right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can do the virtual hug. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of hate coming in a couple of days for me for me bashing this pick. I'm now That's just looking forward to the, the podcast later this week when you really dig into Queen. Yeah. Now, this could be a spot for McKinney. We talked about it. Miami on the clock. Yeah. Could happen for him here. And then let's see, what do we got left? Uh, Minnesota and KC. So. I still think Minnesota could take a corner. I've been saying that. They keep moving back. Uh, I keep saying they're going to take a corner, and then they just move back. Um, still think that's a possibility for them. Uh, but the Dolphins, it's, like he said before, it's hard to handicap. They just have so many needs. So they can literally go in almost any direction, and, and, it, and it probably would be a good pick. But they've got the corner, uh, their quarterback. Excuse me. sure they're happy about that. Now that they've got their quarterback, it's kind of they've got their guy to build around. It's kind of nice for them to have so many picks in one season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is from the personnel side of it, it could be a dream to sure. have all these picks, high round picks. Uh, now you've got a quarterback. Now you can really start to try to sit in the puzzle pieces all around you. Um, you know, it's all it's all got to got to happen on the field, of course. But you know, this time of year. This is what you have to look forward to. So uh, they've got a great opportunity to really, you know, transform this roster um, just just in, in, in this draft. Right. Well, the Ravens Ravens do get something out of this pick. They get a guy who would be the defensive signal caller if Clark goes down. Uh, now, presumably, that would have been Deshaun Elliott if uh, if Clark had gone down with the current very heavy platoon system at linebacker. They don't typically give it to a free safety. They'd have to give it to a strong safety, and Elliott would be the next command up there. Uh, this, this does give them a little bit of flexibility for that. Uh, hard to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look. I'm a Patrick Queen fan now, officially. Love to uh, love to see him have a big career and make the Hall of Fame. Let's go. All right, I like it. I like you. You came around very quickly on that. <laughs> Five stages. You go through them as quickly as you can. That's that's like record time, though. You 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 burned you burned right through those. I'm just glad the Ravens have their pick late in the evening, 
So it's not that that your night has been ruined at pick number like 10. 11 or something. Exactly. Right. Uh, You know, in the Derwin James draft, they traded back in at 32 and, and, uh, and picked up Jackson. So. All right. So there's always a chance. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember that one. I I know that was, that was a tough one. And um, I kind of felt similarly to you. I I felt much worse about that than this. This this doesn't bother me nearly as much as as passing on Derwin James did. Uh, And then when they got Lamar Jackson, obviously I was happy, happier about it. I think I was probably a bigger Lamar Jackson fan at that point than than some other folks. Clearly I didn't know what he was going to turn into. I just, I just liked the player. Um, But yeah, the Derwin thing was, was, was much more painful. <laughs> like, oh, can't believe they're doing this. Sure. Yeah, I, that's very much true. I mean, Patrick Queen addresses a very significant need for the team, uh, you know, at a position of, of very real weaknesses. So from that perspective, it's it's not bad. It's just there are so many other needs on this team. And I still think they're paying a first-round premium for it. All right, well, that brings up Jonathan Kittner, who's wondering, Ken, what were your top three hopes the Ravens would do in that position? Assuming okay, well, McKinney the was the one, the one remaining guy there. So McKinney, Delpit, and Epinesa were my three guys. Gotcha. All right, so you're now hoping they're, they're trading some of those late picks in and jumping up for another guy here. Well, just looking at it, I mean, they could trade back into the first round if they wanted to trade both of their seconds. I don't see that happening. You know, a team with as many needs as the Ravens needs to hold on to their uh, early round picks. So I, I don't think they'll trade up at this point. Uh, and if they did, it'd probably be within the second round, not um, not from second to first because of all the capital that would be required to get 55 and 60. Uh, really, would both have to be included to get into round one. They get something else back with that, but but that's what it would take. Dolphins have made their pick. I'm not hearing what Mel Kuyper is saying, but he appears to be very animated right now. Ooh, interesting. I wonder who they took here then. Well, <laughs> yeah, the NFL Network is able to just go back to highlights now of each of the picks from the uh, Dolphins because they've had so many today. I mean, this is this is what happens when you are as bad as they've been recently. Uh, you know, you, you you get the opportunity to get all these high round picks uh, or, or early picks in, in the first round. You, know, you just hope you can pick the right players, you know, right. And, and get this thing turned. I mean, you've seen the Browns. We've seen the Browns do it, you know, for years and just not be able to get the right guys. Um, maybe 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 it'll be different with Miami. Mel Kuyper's they're in the AFC, so I hope not. I hope they get the wrong guy. Right. <laughs> Mel Kuyper's listed McKinney, Winfield, Swift, and Dobbins as the top four left. Okay. Well, lots of good safeties in round two. I mean, that may be part of the strategy is the Ravens can can pick up a ball hawk safety, and there are still several on the board, including Winfield and some of the other players who have questions about competition or athleticism that might still be available around 55. McKinney won't last that long, but there there are others who who might. Yeah, that's the really interesting part of the draft to me that I really have not invested a lot of time in studying. I, I want to. I spend so much time just focusing on players and traits. But how they project, like a macro view of the draft. Right? Okay, well, when is the right place to take 
uh, a particular position? You know, how, how do you kind of project when you think these positions are going to come off the board? Obviously, they don't know, but they've got to have some kind of projection, some kind of modeling that they do to give them some sense of when they think these things are going to happen. Right. I'd be really interested in learning more about I am really interested in learning more about that because, you know, it's great to study the traits and the players, and that, that's, that's at the heart of it, but I think what DeCosta does as well as maybe anybody is, is how he maneuvers around the draft board. Right. I mean, obviously he didn't, didn't do it. He didn't move. Didn't maneuver tonight, but I mean, in, in last yeah. year. And this this um, this draft might have been a nice time to trade down, but obviously they liked Queen enough or didn't get enough of an offer in exchange for the pick to do it. Um, there's a limited number of teams also that really could have provided the draft capital necessary to move up to that spot. So. Uh, you know, realistically speaking, unless they're willing to accept value next year, which, by the way, with the virus here, we haven't talked about this yet, uh, yet, but it's a fantastic opportunity to reset your draft into 2021. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that, about the impact. Um, I mean, obviously, we're all thinking about the impact, but I hadn't thought about that impact uh, of, of the virus. but. Yeah, that could that could certainly still happen. Um, I, I I don't think just you know just because he, they they stood Tad here, uh, and like you said, that that's the part that's always kind of the unknown too. Is you don't know what they we we don't know what they tried to do, you know, and maybe they just didn't get the offer. Um, I think Miami right. I mean, I I think all the teams are willing to listen to things. Um, Okay, I'm gonna to have to, to actually rely on a phonetic pronunciation. <laughs> Come on, I was I was looking forward to this one. <laughs> There's a, a cornerback just drafted by Miami at number 30 is Noah Igbin Aggani. Igbin Aggani. And where was he that on your draft board? Uh. <laughs> uh I did not uh, make a top 15 of cornerbacks because that wasn't a position of need for the Ravens. Right. Does it work uh, out well for the Ravens that no safeties have been drafted in the first round? I think so. I mean, I I think, you know, they they clearly want a center fielder. Um, Yeah, he's an interesting pick. Uh, Another guy who's kind of maybe a little bit of a reach – in the first round, but the Dolphins obviously love something about him. Yeah, track track background. Uh, uh, I, 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 they probably um, will talk about his parents. Parents, serious track and field background, but he's got that, that track and field background himself. I think he even ran track at Auburn. You see a lot of guys who, who run track and field in high school and then kind of mm-hmm. kind of drop it in college and focus on football. But I think he actually was on the Auburn track team. Um, uh, at least, I think he was a four by one hundred relay guy or something like that. So obviously he's a guy who can run. Um, I think there's still you know some transition to to football player uh, to, to specifically cornerback that needs to happen. But the recovery speed you see that right when you watch him play. Uh, you know maybe he gets himself out a little gets himself out of position a little bit with an initial move from a wide receiver, but he can get back in phase. And it's just a matter of being able to track the ball at that point, right? He can catch up with anybody and get right back to where he needs to be. But get back and, and be patient. Don't get grabby. Uh, don't start, you know, you know, getting too too much body on guys. I think that's still the transition that has to happen with him. But the athletic traits in there. 
what have they called him in his college thing? Is he is he Iggy now, or what's his uh, what's his? Uh... <laughs> I don't know if they called him Iggy, but I like Iggy. That's what I'm going to call him. I'm yeah. going with Iggy. That, that's a that's a good nickname right there. That just seems like a natural fit. So uh, I'm I'm going to go with Iggy. I'm not even. I credit to you for for pronouncing that name. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> All right, so we've got the Vikings back on. They've got their pick in. Okay. And this is where they traded back earlier, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm surprised, though, that Iggy went before a guy like Fulton, even a guy, not Diggs, maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit surprised he even went before Diggs, less so. But more surprised that, that Fulton is still on the board. Oh. I thought you were through the stages of grief. That doesn't sound like <laughs> No, I'm, I'm uh, working through some pronunciation issues here. We'll get the, we'll get back in here. So the Vikings take Jeff Gladney, a cornerback from TCU. Now, he's he's been on some people's top five, top ten lists, certainly a cornerback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like Gladney, uh, Gladney a lot. He's a twitchy guy. I mean, you, you think about quick twitch movement, being able to change direction, move laterally really quickly. Uh, he's he's that guy. Um, he played in the Big 12. And, you know, people kind of always will throw that out there when you play defense in the Big 12. Uh, it's, it's, it's not necessarily known for, for good defense at, at, at any position, really. Um, but I like the athletic ability. I like the, the movement skills. That, to me, that's one of the first things that I'm looking for when I'm looking at cornerbacks is the movement skills because, obviously, it's a very reactive position. Um I think he can he can get a little little handsy at times, uh, so he'll have to clean that up. But um, I I really like him. Good ball skill. Now it looks like he high points the ball very well. Of course, yep. from his highlights, he does A and B and C well. Is always a mistake, but uh... yeah. When when the, the games that I watched him. And he, he, he does a good job of being able to see through the wide receiver to the quarterback. So he's able to keep vision on his man, right? Because you take your eyes off a receiver even for an instant and, and, and you know, they can separate. But he's able to kind of use that peripheral vision through the wide receiver to the quarterback. So it allows him to still, you know, stay in touch with his man, but also see the ball coming out, uh, which obviously gives him a jump on, on being able to make plays on the ball. So. Um, that's that's something he did that I really liked. All right. Is there anything that these Super Bowl champs need? As the Chiefs are now on the clock. Uh, I think they need a new quarterback. I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he's going to make it. (laughs) That's a good question. Um... That's a good question, Josh. What do they need? Is it, would they reach up into the first round for another linebacker here? Is there is there a guy because Queen is a guy who, who might have gone to Kansas City potentially after yeah. the Ravens. So is there a yeah. guy that they might like? And, and Jordan Brooks is off the table. So Malik Harrison maybe. I mean that that comes yeah. to mind as a guy who you know they would really. Willie yeah. Gay is another guy. Yeah. I mean, game more athletic guy. Than, but Harrison, it seems like a pretty substantial reach in round one to me. For Gay also, for that matter. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, when you're when you're at this last pick, you know, it's it's tough because I mean, you're right on the cusp of of round two. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it probably is a bit of a reach for for those guys. But if linebacker is a spot, and I'm looking now, actually, that might not be a bad call. Um, I, I don't think they're great at linebacker. Um, Anthony Hitchens is a good player. Uh, but Damian Wilson, Dorian O'Daniel, you know, names like that. They're probably not ringing a bell for anybody. <laughs> I don't I don't know that they, uh, you know, are in such a, a state at linebacker that they don't need to take one. Uh, but like you said, the question is, would it, would it be a reach here, too much of a reach here to, to do it? I think that's it's a question of value. I, I, I Reggie Ragland, they had maybe. I'm sorry, say again? Oh, no, I, I interrupt. Go ahead. Reggie Ragland is somebody they had last year who was a free agent, and he was somebody I wanted the Ravens to pick up as a potential two-down run stuffer to fit their needs there. But um, they, since they don't have him, they probably need another run-stopping inside linebacker or another inside linebacker, period. I guess it wouldn't shock me if they moved up and got Harrison, but they, they could probably get him at the end of the second round too. Or move up less to get him. It'd be a reach to take him at 32. It's just that simple. Yeah, they, you know, a lot of mocks had them projected to take a running back. A lot of people had him taken uh, DeAndre Swift here. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, Damian Williams, obviously, you know, was very useful, very productive um, in in their offense. I don't, I don't know that, you know, he he's a guy that you feel like, oh, we can't, we don't need to take another running back because we have Damian Williams. Um, so, you know, maybe. Maybe they look at addressing the running back position that way. But, yeah, I can see linebacker. I can see corner. Um, you know, they got Bashad Breeland used to play for Washington. Um, but I could I could see them maybe looking at a corner. Any trade as we're sitting here waiting and they're just letting the clock tick? They're looking at other they're just, options? They're just delaying happy hour here for a moment. They've made the pick. Now, so thirty-second pick is done. The first round is done, and they got it in a little after midnight. Yeah, this is this is much longer than recent drafts, and we expected a short night. This has been almost five hours. But I appreciate you I had a lot of fun here, uh, Michael, going through this with you. You too, Josh, and yeah. uh, appreciate everybody taking the time on this. Yeah, I, I had a great time. I appreciate you guys having me on. Apologize for all the technical issues on my end, but uh, probably should have just started out with the phone from How's, the very beginning. Do you have power back in your house now? I do have power back. All right, power, great. Power's, power's, power's been back on for a little while now, but I figured, you know, this phone thing was working out. So Yeah, sure. Uh, let's, stay, let's stay with that. But uh, fortunately, almost everybody had gone to bed before the power went out, so – there was not like a lot of upheaval because of power <laughs> right that that's still a bit of an issue around here we we still have like established bedtimes for the kids for quote unquote school and they're like well we don't have to get up at a certain time so why do we got to go to bed <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, our our schools have like 9 a.m. zoom classes a couple times a week ah see yeah so. they they don't so my son who's in middle school they have meet you know, sort of live meeting with the teachers. Yep. But they usually don't start until 10 or 10.30, and they're not every day. And then my daughter who's in elementary school, they don't do any of that. All of her stuff is pretty much autonomous. You know, you're on your own. Uh, turn it in whenever, you know, 
they'll set the due date by like you know for like Sunday at 10 p.m. and give it to you on Monday. So you you can you got the whole week. <laughs> so they just give you a workbook or something, Michael. I'm I'm wondering about that in terms of what you get at that age. No, they they, they so they give you individual assignments. So for like her, for example, for like math, like what we did today, they're adding within uh, 1,000. Um, so they'll have an interactive video that shows you the different techniques for adding within 1,000. And, and it's literally interactive. you got to click on certain things and answer certain things. And then there'll be some practice problems that kind of, you know, piggyback on, on that same concept. Uh, and then at the end of the week, they usually have like some kind of graded assessment that kind of captures everything that you did during the week. So um we, we do all of that through Google Classroom and all the Google Docs and slides and everything, and you just upload it and turn it in. You roll. We had the, the Chiefs took the first running back in this uh, in this draft, Edward Solaire. Uh, so ah, that's, okay. No, uh, no Swift taken, no DeAndre Swift yet, and no, no Taylor taken. No. That, that's scary, though, for their offense. <laughs> He's such a good fit for their offense. I mean, he, he probably is the best route runner uh, from, from the running back position in this class. Uh, I, I, I saw a lot of Ray Rice in his game whenever I watched him, not just the physical uh, similarities, but just the, you know, quick lateral jump cut, you know, changing direction. Uh, you know, when, when, when he's getting pressure in the backfield, he's able to make guys miss like right away. Uh, and then, you know, can come out of the backfield and catch, uh, you know, run a variety of routes, really good hands, knows how to set guys up uh, and get open underneath. So he, he just seems like a really good fit for their for their offense. All right. Well, that finishes a very exciting net, uh, night. Boy, a lot of LSU players taken in this first round now. I don't know what we're up to, five, six? With uh, with Queen, Edwards Hilaire, Clavon Chason, Burrow, of course. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson, who am I missing? Yeah. Is there another defensive right. or offensive? Uh, no, impressive I think night. I think you, I think you got them all. Yeah, that's that's hey. I mean, <laughs> obviously they they won the national championship and had one of the best you know offensive seasons of maybe any any team you know especially from the quarterback position. So uh, you know, sort of uh, makes sense. A lot of those guys went early. So yeah, good good night for LSU. One player still out there from LSU that that uh, that I know the coach likes is is Lloyd Cushenberry at center. Mm. Uh, he's one of the guys from a length perspective I love. Didn't have a great pass blocking year this last season, but um, but I know coach loves him. He's got those thirty. I think they're thirty four inch arms. He's, he's got yes. those long arms, and uh, you you can see them at work when you watch the Oklahoma game. Neville Gallimore was flummoxed uh, <laughs> by those long arms. Uh, at times, now granted, they, they he, he uh, Cushenberry and Damian Lewis were, were kind of tag teaming him a lot too. But uh, I, I all right, uh, Michael, we just lost his phone call. Okay, so well, why don't we? It's a good time to wrap up later? anyway. Yeah, thanks for joining us, folks. We really appreciate you staying with us the whole night. I know it's been a long right. night waiting for the Ravens big, to pick at twenty-eight. Big day tomorrow. What picks do the Ravens have tomorrow? Yeah, the Ravens have four picks tomorrow, so looking forward to that. Number 55, number 60, number 92, and number 106. Josh, let's talk a little bit after we get off air about uh, about what we do if we want to set up for something on that. Uh, I wonder if even we might be able to just cut in in the middle of round two 
and and uh, talk about it at that point, given how long this is taking. But rounds two or three, shorter clock should be much faster moving, and uh, it'd be an opportunity to to uh, uh, have some other folks on because I know that uh, this was a very long night for Michael. He probably not planned on. All right, sounds good. Well, we will uh, talk again later. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.